and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. I believe that we can thrive in all areas of life at the same time. But where do we begin? Personally, financially, spiritually, relationally... And often because we don't know where to focus, we do nothing. At least that's the space I lived in for several years. I know what it feels like to constantly be spinning my wheels. And that's exactly why I created the Dream Life Daily Journal. After working through the Dream Life Action Planner, we need to do something every day so we actually take steps in the direction we desire. Throughout the years, I've developed success habits that have helped me to create a Dream 10 life in all areas by focusing on one area at a time. And I teach you exactly what to do each and every day in the Dream Life Daily Journal. You'll find a gratitude game every day to start the morning off right. A space for prayer, meditation, journaling. A space to write down your clear and intentional dream life goal with affirmations and visualizations connected to that goal. You'll then have a spot to write down your dream life action to-do list so you can be intentionally taking action towards your goal every single day. I know that by completing the Dream Life Daily Journal every day for at least 30 days, you can create momentum. And when you do that, my friends, you can live your dream life too. Check out the dreamlifetoolkit.com or Amazon to get your copy of the Dream Life Daily Journal today. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. Ooh, I am excited to chat with this new author today. Her book is coming out very soon and you need to get your hands on it. But before anything else, our next guest is a Jesus lover, a proud wife, and a mom of two. Over the past seven years, she has started her entrepreneurial career and currently runs a successful million-dollar business online. Using her expertise in branding, social media, and marketing, she also helps other small businesses and brands get their ideas out into the world as the co-founder of KTK Marketing. She brings vibrant energy into the room and has an undeniable passion for helping others strive for more. She currently lives in Dallas, Texas with her husband of eight years and is a firecracker who genuinely sees the best in you and isn't scared to call you higher, which is exactly why she wrote her newest book, The Bold Life. Big Dreamcast, welcome to Kelsey Thornton. Hello! Yay, that crowd goes wild. Okay, my friend, I am so excited. This has been a year or more in the making with all the brewing that happened before you even said yes to this. So before we, you tell us what the book is about and how we can get our hands on it, I want to know why you created it. Oh my gosh. I love this question because I think people see the end goal and they're like, Oh my gosh, I wish I could do that. And I've, and I watched you write your book and I watched Sherry Lynn write her book. I mean, I've watched people birth their vision. Right. And, and really that's, I call it like a birthing process because it's painful sometimes. And there's, there's growing pains and there's, it's uncomfortable. But I think I almost just had this, this calling, like it was almost started as a seed a long time ago, probably five years ago. 
And it was like, I would love to write a book. And at first I just like pushed the thought away and almost avoided it. And what happened was it kept growing. And I feel like the a dream that you're really called to will stand the test of time, right? And if it's from God, like it will literally never leave you, right? Like it's like, it just chases you around and it's persistent and it's resilient because you were the only one that can fill it. And so often, um, I feel like the enemy is a loud voice because he often tries to make you feel like, well, somebody's already written something like that. Or, you know, well, what makes you think anybody's going to read your book? But the one thing about the enemy is he is very, he's not creative. So his ways are just similar in every way that he attacks you. But God's voice is so persistent and it's quiet because he doesn't feel the need to compete with him. He's just very persistent, right? And just, he's just always there. Like, yep, it's still for you. It's still for you. It's still for you. And so I think I thought, oh, I'll just write this book when I'm retired. It'll be a fun retirement project, you know, 20, 30 years down the road. But it just kept coming back. And I felt over a little bit over a year ago, it was like, now's the time. And it wasn't loud, but it was strong. And I just remember feeling like, but but, but in all these excuses started filling my mind and it, that's what had happened over the last five years, right? From the time that it, the first time the thought came into my head to there, it was just like, oh, well, my business is booming. So I need to maximize this time or, oh, my business is in this slow season. So I need to make sure that I devote more attention to getting it back to where I want it to be. Or, oh, my kids are growing up so fast and I don't want to miss out on their activities or we're moving. We'll do it later. And it's like, all these are understandable reasons, but I've come really to realize that it doesn't make not fulfilling your dream less painful. Does that make sense? Like it's still it's still painful and it's and it's not jealousy, but when I read Mel Robbins, I think it was her her latest book, The High Five Habit, she's she put jealousy is just blocked inspiration. And I was like, yep, because that's what it was. Every single time it was like this twinge of like, oh, and it wasn't that I wanted to be anybody else, but I wanted the boldness that they had to step into their dream. Mm, so it stirred for a while. And what was the original book idea that you had? And is that what you ended up creating? Honestly, I just started with an idea. And I um, remember I was on a discovery call with the book coach that I eventually hired, but she was just asking you know, about what my idea was for the book. And I said, it's literally an idea. I have not written one thing down on paper. This was, this has literally just been stirring in my soul. And I said, I've always, I've always had this extreme boldness. And she was like, that's the book title, extreme boldness. So that's like what it was. That's like kind of where it started. And then I started talking about how I feel like people misunderstand the word bold because they feel like, bold means boisterous or like the loudest person in the room. And they feel like it's either something they're born with or they're not born with like, Oh, she's bold and I'm not, but really bold is a choice and, and living boldly is a choice. And often the most bold thing you can do is to be silent sometimes. So it's not always being loud. It's not always this type of extrovertedness that sometimes people associate it with. And so I really wanted to kind of debunk that because I think Jesus calls all of us to be bold and and all of us to be bold, especially in our faith. And so really getting to the bottom of it's not some characteristic trait that you're born with. It's something that you grow and you develop and you learn. And my goal with the book really is just to give back. You know, I think that's why I really wanted to write the book is because I've read so many books that have literally transformed my life. And my heart was, I hope that I can just transform one person's by writing this book. And that's my way to kind of give back to all the books that have given so much to me. So you said, yes, you start seeking out help, which I think is bold to begin with, because oftentimes we start a project and we 
try to figure it out on our own and we think, oh, I'll just Google it. But the reality is, you guys, <laughs> and if you're going to do anything new, it is amazingly smart to find people who have done it before you to help pave the way. So number one, you know what questions to ask. Number two, they can help it go faster because you're not like in the wilderness. And number three, they keep you in the game because you're going to bump up against things that you're going to question yourself. Is this right? Should I do it? Am I qualified? Ah. And so hiring a coach and that has that path written, like laid out for you helps to hold you accountable and keep you in the game, remind you of your vision and help you make those decisions along the way. Yep. And so I think that's brilliant because I did not do that. I just tried to figure it out on my own. And my book came out a year after expected. And there was a lot of bumps in the road that I feel like I could have avoided. But I'm sure you had bumps too. So tell me a little bit about the birthing process. Like what were some things that happened that you didn't expect? Yes, I love this. And before I forget, one thing that you said I love is knowing how to ask the right questions. And I feel like I'm genuinely a pretty curious person just by nature. But you have to have confidence to ask questions. And sometimes you don't know what questions to ask. And so just a tip for anybody who's listening, write this down, that a great question to ask is what question should I have asked that I didn't, right? I love asking that question because I know there's so often something that I missed that I didn't ask, that I should ask, that I didn't know. Um, And so I think that a lot of times we just have to be aware that you're not always going to have like the perfect questions. But if you have like, okay, what do I want to know? What do I want to take away from this? And asking first start by asking yourself the right questions. And then that's going to birth the other questions that you can ask other people. So if I was listening to that, I'd be intimidated, like ask the right questions. Okay, what are the right questions? You know, I don't know the right questions. So that's a question that I always love asking is, is what questions did I, didn't I ask that I should have? And I always love asking people, what inspired you to do what you're doing? And, and that's why I love that you started with that question, Denise, because I think that a lot of people struggle with that. So just asking a couple of those questions will lead into more questions. But just having a general heartfelt conversation, people love to talk about what they're doing. And so don't be scared to ask those questions because people love talking about what things that they're passionate about. And you'll be able to feel their energy by the way that they answer those questions. So um, just wanted to say that. So the bumps that I had in the road with the birthing process of the book was number one, I think the book industry is very elusive. (laughs) Like It's like, feels like, I don't know Edgar Allan Poe. I don't know Shakespeare. Like I am, I don't even know how to start to write a book and how, what do I even feel qualified to write about? Because it feels like you're supposed to be this expert in whatever you're writing about. But sometimes the most interesting books are the people who don't have it figured out. And that's honestly something that I had to pray to Jesus about. Like, Jesus, I don't, I'm not the most spiritually, um, sound like as far as uh I didn't do theological studies and so I just have been praying and and knowing that my book is probably not gonna have like there's gonna be errors and things wrong in my book but having the grace for myself and understanding that people will have some grace in receiving it because I I don't I'm not perfect you know I'm just like all of you guys listening I'm just like we where there are gonna be mistakes there's gonna be things that maybe get misunderstood because I didn't explain them fully but having that Um, mindset going into it will save you a lot of heartbreak in the process. But I think when I first started writing, I thought it was going to be this like really artistic craft. Okay. Like I thought it was going to be like, I'm going to wake up at 3am with this idea and I'm just going to go 
on the keyboard and all of this stuff is just going to effortlessly flow. And because if that's what I'm meant to write about, it's just going to come out of me. Right. And it's like, no, that's not how it was. And so I think that what expectation is like going into it for me was I had to adjust that expectation of, you know, it's almost just like working out. You just commit to it. You just commit to writing every day. And even when you don't feel like it. And so that's something that I had to painfully adjust, right? And have some cognitive flexibility in of like adjusting what that process looked like as I was writing. Because sometimes it just felt like... The, I'm just staring at a blank page and it, the, the, the cursor is just blinking at me <laughs> and I don't know what to do. But one thing that having a book coach helped me do was do a lot of prep work for an outline, right? So that you're not just kind of like, oh, what do I write about next? You already have that plan, which allowed me to not have as many of those moments to what, because I had the plan of this is what I know I'm going to write about. I have a full outline and then a more developed outline. And so I spent a lot of time writing the outline. I actually spent more time writing the outline than actually writing the book. So I think that part helps ease the pain, some of those painful moments. But I would say one thing that I didn't expect was I wrote the first draft of the book and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And then the editing happened and I was like, this is worse than the writing because number one, you're so vulnerable. Like it's the first time somebody's really reading your full manuscript. You feel naked in the garden, like Adam and Eve, like you're just standing there waiting to be like, okay, just come and and just judge my book. That's fine. You know? And, but it was that part. Some of the feedback was like, this thought needs to be developed more. Well, as a first time author, I'm like, wait, what, what does that mean? And, and I love feedback, but I like instant feedback. And so I'm like, okay, I rewrote it. Wait, is that what she's looking for? Okay. I developed that thought more, but wait, is that what she's looking for? And so it was a lot of questioning myself internally of, is this what I'm supposed to be doing because I had never gone through that path before. And so I love the analogy of birth because I think I birthed the book, but now I have a newborn. What do I do with the newborn? Oh, it's crying. Does it need a bottle? You know, and it's like, you're questioning yourself as a first time mom because you don't know if you're providing what it needs until it starts crying. And then you realize you're not. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not good at this. And so a lot of the writing the book felt like that. You know, it felt like that process of just, the tension of, I'm going to try this, but I'm not sure if this is going to work. But you just have to have the courage and the boldness to try. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think at the end of the day, you don't know what you don't know until you get to that part in the process. And then you go, okay, I didn't know this. And I think if you come in with that, I guess, humility of like, I don't need to be the expert. I'm mm. in the publishing process. Yeah. It's okay if I don't know it all. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to to go back and forth a few times, then that can help ease the pain because sometimes we think we should X, Y, Z, know things we've never done before. And then that can keep that cycle of not feeling good enough even exacerbated because then we're not asking questions or we're trying to figure out our own or then we do run into a brick wall and we feel like, oh, this means I shouldn't do it and we can give up easily. And like the missed deadlines, right? Like there was deadlines that I was supposed to hit and... I'm a self-diagnosed procrastinator. So sometimes I would just for who knows why, but just myself and I'm working on it, right? I'm getting better at that, but it would just be like the last minute. And then it was almost sometimes like Jesus was testing if I was living my bold life while I was writing a book. Okay. Like, because he's like, you're writing a book about this and you need to make sure you're living this even when your life isn't as predictable as it used to be. So like, because, you know, for seven years or eight years, I'm in a network marketing business that 
I've become an expert in it. I'm comfortable in it. And, I, and I'm the person that people go to for questions. But now I'm all of a sudden in this newbie role that I'm not the expert in. And that can be very uncomfortable, like you said. And it takes a lot of humility to put yourself back in that when you're not even forced to. Like nobody is forcing me to write this book. So it would have been easier for me to be like, no, I'm just going to stay here being comfortable. But I think the one thing also is during all these deadlines, I got COVID. I got a uh, strep throat 10 days after COVID. I missed all these deadlines. And I was just asking Jesus, like, is this a sign? Like, is this a sign from you that I should just not be doing this? You know, you're it's just like one thing after another, after another. And sometimes I think that in our fear, we can assign things to be signs that aren't, you know, when it's just really God almost being like, well, how bad do you want it? You know, he didn't make anything, anybody who had a calling on their life in the Bible, it's not like they went through it and it was clear sailing. You know, Noah had to wait 75 years to build the ark. It's like, there is so much that that we can learn from that piece of it. And so just reflecting back, because we are so, and I wrote about this in my book, we're so used to trying to make things easier. And easy is actually like the enemy of progress a lot of times, right? Like, and so hard isn't the enemy, but we often look at it as the enemy. Like, we're like, oh, this is really hard. This shouldn't be this hard. This should be like, you know, I should be born with it. And it's like, no, hard isn't the enemy, laziness is. And so we just kind of have to like adjust to that and keep pushing even when things are hard because it's not a sign that we're not called to it. It's actually just a sign that we're growing and we're all right on the right path. So tell me what you learned about seeing the big picture at the beginning and if that would have impacted your... What a great question. These are so good questions. Okay. So at the beginning, I, I envisioned literally people. And honestly, um, I had a person and her name was Sarah. Okay. That I just had an ideal reader that I, that I thought about and I named her because it was so much easier to write to one person than to try to write to everybody. And I almost wrote the book in a way where it's almost just like we're two friends having a conversation. Um, but a really honest one and one where, I wanted people to feel fully seen and fully loved, but also to know that God didn't call you to stay where you are, right? He called you to move um, because he can steer your life, but he can't steer that parked car. And so I think that for me, having the vision of somebody literally just envisioning somebody holding my book in their hands and feeling transformed and seen and loved and understood when reading it was so powerful because I couldn't give up on Sarah. Like Sarah had to matter more to me than my pain. And I think that that's the power of having that vision because even when it gets hard, if you don't have the vision, you don't know what you're running towards. And sometimes it can feel like you're running in circles. And you are running in circles a lot of times, like even if you have the vision, but you know that eventually that circle and that tornado will leave you there, right? And so I think that knowing, even if my book, and I know it's easy to say this, but I have had to pray through this a lot and God work on my heart of fully surrendering. Like even if my book just helps one person, then it was worth writing it because that's my heart. Now, does that mean I don't have goals for like the number of people that read the book and all of this stuff? Absolutely, I have all of that. But to know that the success was me being obedient in writing the book in the first place has put taken a lot of pressure off of you know having the book hit X number of goals or it's only successful if this book you know sells to this many people. So I think that having the vision has helped me while writing it, but also now while in the process of releasing it. Right, right. I love that, and I think you you know you kind of begin with the end in mind, but the steps to get there are unseen and it's hard to necessarily know what that looks like but because you know where you're going one step at a time you work to figure it out 
Yep. So tell us, what is the bold life about? What does bold stand for? Oh, I love this. So um, bold is an acronym, um, but it's also just bold in and of itself is powerful, you know, without it being an acronym. But one thing that I've always had a question of people have asked, you know, how did you, how do you have so much boldness or how are you bold or how are you so confident? Um, and people associate those things together. And I think the bold life is not a destination. It's, it's a way of life. It's the way that you walk at every day and it's a choice that you make and it's different. It's going to look different for everybody, but it's almost like a self-created culture right? This is the culture that I, I am immersed myself in, in this bubble. This is the culture that I live in. And so I think that just having that without being like, Oh, am I, I'm not being so critical of yourself, but this is just the way that I live. And if, even if I mess up that I know that I know exactly how to get back onto the path of the bold life. So the B in bold stands for belief. The O in bold stands for oomph. The L stands for love and the D stands for decision. And so these were just four things that I feel like have really encompassed a lot of what I've read, a lot of the things that I've incorporated into my life and that have been transformational for me, but also something that I feel like can be applied to anybody's life. So I almost would describe it as it's like an oven that anybody can put their dish into, right? It's, I don't know what your dish is. You might have a casserole and you might be at this point in your life, or you might have um, you might just be heating up, reheating something up or whatever the case might be, but it it can be applied for anybody's life. And I think that that's the cool thing about it is it's not made for one type of person. This is something that anybody can have. And so the main goal for me in writing the book is I saw a, a gap because whenever you're in any network marketing business, they they push a lot of self-development, which is great and, tr- and, and growth and internally you know, growing. And I love that. And it it changed my life. However, I also felt like I had to do spiritual development as well. Um, so I love Jesus. I I grew up Catholic. I'm a Christian now, but it, Jesus has always just been a part of my life. And so when I started to learn about self-development and get to know myself better, part of that for me was learning what, who Jesus created me to be and who, who he says I am, right? And that is part of my identity. And so knowing that I'm loved right where I'm at, but that he's also calling me higher. And I didn't have a book that I felt like bridged the gap between spiritual and self-development because I wanted to have something that instill biblical principles while also empowering you to be the person that you're called to be. So that was really the whole reason why I felt like, okay, this is the bold life that Jesus created us for. And it's really up to you. That's why he gave us free will, but he still loves you no matter what, and no matter where you are. So that was something that I am super passionate about is helping people, you know, go through the motivational videos that they listen to on YouTube Monday through Friday, but also the sermons that they hear in church on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. It's a a bridge between who did God create me to be and how do I actually fulfill that in my life? And how do I actually take that step and be bold to fulfill it? Yes, absolutely. So tell us about the the launch. I know it is um, going to be releasing fairly soon. What are the dates? How can people get it? And how yes. can they support you? 
Well, thank you just for having me on here and supporting me in this journey. It has been a journey for sure. Um, but I do, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this book to get in people's hands. I'm so excited for the vision coming to life, even through the hardships and the times where I'm like, I don't know if this is even ever going to launch, but it launches officially on June 22nd and you can get it on Amazon and it is going to be awesome. Um, I am so pumped from all the support that I've gotten and just to see it in people's hands um, and knowing that God will do whatever he needs to do through that book is, is super exciting to me. Awesome. All right. June 22nd, you guys, I'll be posting about it as well, but the link to Kelsey and to her website and to, I'll post the Amazon link in the show notes below once it's live. Yep. I also forgot to mention too, uh-huh. we're doing a bundle sale. Okay. So if you buy the book um, on Amazon and then you buy the ebook, you can get it for 99 cents, the ebook for 99 cents. And so you get both. Um, and for launch week, it's going to be on sale for less than $16 to get both. Now, the cool thing is, is that I'm actually going to be hosting a book club in that, which I'm super excited about because I've never actually done a book club like with the author. Um, and so I'm super excited to do that. And it's going to be me leading it on Zoom. And we're going to meet once a week for four weeks, um, going over different sections of the book. So that's also going to be available, which I'm super excited about as well. But um, I just want to say thank you for having me. Thank you yeah. for having me. And you are just awesome. Absolutely. So how do they sign up for the book club? Will that be on your social or on your website? Yep. It'll be on my website. Once you purchase it there and all of it will be on my social as well, but you'll just put in the order number and then it will redirect you to the group that is going to be able to give everything that you need in order to get access to the book club. Awesome. 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 Well, I think in this day and age, the world needs more people who are living their bold life be bolder, right? There's so much negativity. There's so much drama out there that those who are living in their dreams, we've got to be loud. You got to be loud. You guys listening. It's time for us to be even louder than the drama. And I think that this book will help us to all step into that. So Kelsey, thank you so much for saying yes to your dream. um, Because I think by you showing us and, and describing that and sharing the path, you're giving so many more people the confidence to be bold themselves. Well, I appreciate you, Denise. Thank you for saying yes. You inspired me in so many ways. It's a fun journey that we're on. So you guys check it out, support Kelsey. And definitely, oh, one thing I want to add is after you've read a first few, the first few chapters, go back to Amazon and leave a review because those reviews absolutely help the stats and like um, Amazon even just showing it to people. So leave a review. It helps for that third-party credibility um, after you get it and after you read some of it. So thank you again, Kelsey. And you guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.